you're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski. Graham Elwood is our guest today on ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski, and what a fun interview. Graham's a stand-up, having performed all over the world, but dedicating a great deal of time and energy to playing for the USO. Graham's done tours in Afghanistan and Iraq, inspiring him to direct the documentary Afghanistan. Yeah, that's the name of it. Afghanistan <laughs> Comedy Downrange. He's the co-creator and host of ComedyFilmNerds.com website and podcast and the coming documentary Earbuds, the podcast documentary. Not a little bit of redundancy there, but that's just for uh, excitement. It's a celebration of the medium of podcast, and by the looks of it, listens of it, it's going to be great. Here's our chat. I'll catch you on the other side. I was buying into it last year because two things. Uh-huh. And you know we started, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're good. good. Um, is this an all right distance? Yeah, yeah. It's okay, perfect. cool. It's good. Um, two things. A Boston Red Sox fan came to me uh-huh. and said, when, when they got Theo Epstein, he goes, you guys are going to win the World Series. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, man, he goes, he goes, you got, trust me. He goes, everyone in Boston, he goes, you're going to win the World Series. And then Joe Madden comes in last year mm-hmm. and says, we're going to the playoffs this year. Okay, Joe, that's great. And, then, and, they, and they did. <laughs> right. And they had the third best record in baseball. Right. And... You know, and I was watching the Cubs game uh, versus the Mets with a with a Cub fan of mine. He was like, "When was this? Ah, this is game three, maybe or something." Oh, last year. Last year. Got it. Right. And so, you know, the Cubs they they had a wild pitch and a Mets guy advanced, and he goes, "Here we go again." And I said, "Ah, no, mm-hmm. no, stop." See, that's it. Right. I said, "Stop." Right. I go, and then they had a play that worked for the Cubs, and I said, and I posted this on Facebook. The Cubs didn't blow it last year. They didn't lose because of a jinx or a voodoo or a goat. The Mets outplayed them. (laughs) Right. Right. The Mets outplayed them. Right. They were a young team. They couldn't get deep into the pitch count because they were swinging for the fences. Swinging for the fences beat St. Louis. Right. They had them win 90-some games. And this year, I've already... uh, Because my girlfriend got me this thing so I can watch the Cubs every day. Right. And I have them on the background, whatever I'm doing. So... Here's a stat. This is one thing they were not doing in the playoffs last year, and it was, was glaringly obvious. These young guys... Wait, how 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 new is the season? Because the tw- season... It's, it's not, 20 games in. Right, we're, we're not. Sure. We're an eighth... We're an eighth in. Okay. But go ahead with your stat. Yeah. <laughs> Here's this stat. Uh-huh. So in this year thus far in 20 mm-hmm. games... Got it. The Cubs have had three games with double-digit walks. They have they have had three games with double that. What you're saying is they. You know what? I am going to. I want to. I want to hear what this sounds like. Um, you want to read back? Go on no, no, no. We could do that. I'm just wondering because I had somebody here. I think we're fine. Um, we had three. You had three games with double digit walks. Now, when you say double digit walks, who's walking whom? The Cubs have had uh, ten or more batters get walks. Got it. The Cubs have walked. Have walked. Okay, they haven't thrown walks. Right. Right. So the Cubs, Got which it. is good. They're right. having more base runners. Right. So it also says that the pitchers fear the batters. Yes. Right. They're Because they're a young team, and you saw this in the playoffs last year, they weren't disciplined at the plate. Right. Because they figured out the Cardinals pitching and knocked it out of the park, and it was awesome. Right. They thought they could do that against the Mets. It didn't happen. Right. So that's that. So the Cubs have had three games just in 20-some games. Mm-hmm. Between 2010 and 2015, they had three games that had 10 or more walks. Got it. That right there. (laughs) And here's another thing, right? I have never heard the Cubs organization in spring training go, we're our goal to win the World Series. They, I've never heard the Cubs, the front office was saying that this year. How, you've been a Cub fan for a long time. You grew up in Wisconsin, right? I grew up in Wisconsin, and then, then, I moved, then you moved to Chicago. Yeah, when I was 11. Uh, so you've been a Cub fan for a long time. That's a that's a big thing to say right there, that you that they've never said that. Because I don't know that... I'm not, I don't know that that's true. I don't know that that's not true. But how can you have an organization where you don't say, the goal of our business is to 
hit the highest mark of our business. Well, that tells you what the cops want us, but okay. why yeah, I think yeah, it's you're different. Right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Because it's always like, we want to be competitive. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to put a competitive team on the field for years because Wrigley Field, they packed it out. Well, I remember somebody saying, uh, and we're so inside baseball here. Um, <laughs> I Literally. remember somebody saying, oh, it's a Sox fan. When the Sox went on to the, uh, White Sox fan, when the Sox went on to the World Series and won the World Series, somebody on the Sox said, you know, it fucking doesn't matter who the, if you, if you grill 10 people at Wrigley Field before the game, four of them are going to know who the Cubs are playing. The other six don't give a shit who they're right. playing. It's just a matter of going to the game. We're yep. going to Wrigley Field, which, yep. is just, which is beautiful. Right. And Comiskey blew it just in terms of the look of that stadium. They could have made it awesome. That's a fucking monster. Yep. I was just in Camden last week. and Dude, Camden's amazing. Pittsburgh is amazing. Detroit's amazing. Dude, Philly's amazing. Right. Like uh, Cleveland. Right. Cincinnati, I've been in all these parks. They're right. amazing parks. Now, when you go to these parks, do you go to these parks because you're in town for that? I'm on the road doing telling right. jokes. And how, how many how many days a year are you on the road? It's a do lot. Do you check that? I used to. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's been the last year or two, it's been a lot less because I've been working on this documentary and stuff like What's that. What's the documentary? Earbuds, it's the podcasting documentary. Right, right. That's what earbuds is. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And you did you? How did it go for you at South by Southwest? How did that? We weren't in South by. We you tried to. We tried to get into South right. by. Right. Um, we crowdfunded it two years ago on Kickstarter. We raised mm. 140 grand on Kickstarter, which was great. And when we went all around the world interviewing podcasters and fans, which was awesome. And now it's it's finished, and we've been submitting to festivals. We just got into a pretty big fest. We can't announce it yet until they put it up on their website, but right. that's happening, and that's been that's been fantastic. I gotta tell you, I, I was first off, I want to, I just, I was trying to think about, I was thinking about this, and I can't figure this out. How I know you? Do we, I know you from the Second City yeah, thing? It, it was we were both in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a couple Second City class. I took some Second City classes, but then I started making my living on the road as a right. comic. So that happened. But we just were in the same like Tim Bennett right. worked there, right? And then I uh, just my my, wife, my ex-wife was uh, Katie Moore was one of the producers yes. there. Yes, uh, and that was called the You Are Writer, and it were you a writer on that? The on what the the, uh, on the Tim Bennett thing? Oh yeah, yeah. We it we had was, a sketch uh, show. The Naked News. Yeah, did yeah. You did Naked News. Yes, I that did was that. It. The Naked News, which was Second City's version of the Onion before the Onion happened. Is right. that reasonable to say? Well, the Onion had been a newspaper out of Madison, Wisconsin, for a long time. Right. But it was before. The, so the Onion had been around longer, but it hadn't it was still just a newspaper in Madison and then they made it in Milwaukee. Right. SC Naked News was what, ninety five, ninety six. Had to be that. Yeah. yeah. Katie came out in ninety five. Yes. Yeah. And that was the first sort of attempt at internet entertainment that didn't quite work. <laughs> I doubt it was the first of the internet entertainment that didn't work. I'm sure there was <laughs> you know, to go there. I'm sure they didn't work. I mean it was the first sort of Hey, let's make internet entertainment, and then right. it didn't work. Right, like, <laughs> right, 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 right. And it was just such a it's such a second city thing to go. We're going to try to do this thing, and they're either right at the curve, right before the the crest of the right. wave, and they're like, ah, we're going to give up, or they're just not even in the ocean. <laughs> you know, they're not even part of the ocean. Uh, and I was looking at think, why hasn't this fucking worked for them? And you wouldn't know that answer, and I don't know that answer. And I worked for them for over twenty years, so I don't know what the answer is. Um, but but going back to that, the idea of because because the internet starting and your and the earbuds thing that you're doing, there's there's a there's a crossover there, and for me the crossover is um, uh, watching the genesis of something and and seeing how it's working. And what I mean by that is the second city thing that they mm-hmm. tried to do that didn't mm-hmm. work, but the the podcast thing. To watch it fucking explode is crazy. Dave, the, the, the coolest thing about it is for the first time in my life, mm-hmm. professionally, I'm out ahead of something. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not chasing. Right. I'm not having like, you know, you, you wrote a, whatever, you wrote a Western. Like, Westerns are dead. You need to write a sci-fi. And like, right. oh, shit. Like, for the first time, it's like, 
it's it's I'm doing something and and one of the early people doing it and watching it grow and right. and and I'm still encountering people who eh, podcast eh, I don't know I don't think it's gonna grow or I don't think it's a little thing or it's it, it's fun. I've heard I've heard some comedy managers and agents in Hollywood tell their stand-up comic or comedian clients ah, it's, it's, they said podcasting is a swamp you'll never get out of it and it's just like like it's you'll already, never get out of it meaning what I think they mean like it's too hard to to get new listeners and it's like well if you're competing with the same handful of comedy podcast fans sure but there's still 70% of the population that doesn't even know what it is right they have no idea. It, we think, it's funny, in the documentary interview, Chris Hardwick, and he makes this great point. He goes, we all think that podcasting is this thing that's tipped, and it hasn't. No. Not even close. No, we thought that, I've, i got to say, I I thought when, uh, what was the NPR thing? Serial. Serial came out. I thought, here we go. Right. Here we go. And it's like, no, that, no. that wasn't it. <laughs> Obama on Mark Merritt. Right. I thought, here we go. Here we go. And I was listening to that. I am in an airport in Wellington, New Zealand, and it just came out. And I'm in an airport. I mean, it came out you know ten minutes earlier, and it hit. And I am in an airport, walking the airport, this tiny little airport, crying. I mean, it was so fucking moving to me. It was so right. moving to me that I think NPR owns that crying thing, stand, saying in the driveway, you're driving in your car, you park the car, and it's like, I don't want to get out because I'm so riveted by what I'm listening to. And this is going back 20 years. Yeah. And now it's the same sort of thing. I think, you know, the serial and the Obama thing, I don't know that there's going to be this one, like, magical lightning bolt moment where it's like, boom. It's I think it's going to be, because I think serial got more people out of, from the sidelines into it going, oh, cool, podcast. And right. I think Obama was the same thing. I right. think it's this slow sort of steady climb where the next, but it's always, the, the, the times it's tipped, it's always been driven by technology. Right. The iPod, right. iTunes making the it. The medium brought it. Keep going. Right. Yeah. But I think, and that's that's what is next is like, you know, Chevy is already selling cars that have Wi-Fi. Right. When, yes. When every car is a Wi-Fi hotspot, right. you're not going to have to sync up your phone. There's just going to be a touch screen. Do you remember Sam Bennett? Do you know Sam Bennett? Mm-mm. Ron West's wife. Uh, ex-wife. Oh, no, no. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do yeah. So Sam Bennett bought a new car. And I said, um, I said, our friend Rachel Hamilton bought a car, an Audi, and it's a, it's a, it's a Wi-Fi hotspot. And she's like, I have no idea what that means. And I'm thinking, it's just a matter of time before every fucking car becomes a Wi-Fi hotspot. It's crazy it's, to me. I, because, like, literally, I was watching... So my girlfriend got me the Cubs on Major League Baseball. Just app. the Cubs. You just get the Cubs. Just the Cubs. I think uh-huh. it's eighty-five bucks. You can pick one team, and then like a buck twenty, you get the whole oh the whole season. Right. You a get everyone. One hundred twenty. Yeah. Um, that's so, just, that's a Midwest thing. We say a buck and a quarter. But yeah, buck, <laughs> it's, 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 they're going. I said a buck and a half. They're like a fucking buck and a half. That's all it costs for whatever. And you know a new suit. No, it's one hundred fifty. One hundred fifty dollars. Don't really have to explain this shit to you. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> A buck and a half, a buck and a quarter. It's a buck and a half, a buck and a quarter. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like sort of saying saw buck. But anyway, yeah, yeah. so it's another buck. <laughs> it's our saw buck. It's like another, you know, it's like, what's a fucking saw buck? So, uh, so your girlfriend got you the, 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 the Cubs Right. Thing. So I'm, I, I have the Cubs game and mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, I may, I literally, I have an older car and I'm thinking, God, I should probably get one of these Chevys or something with a Wi-Fi right. hotspot because now it's Cubs in all day, every day, and I'm and, not. And it's gonna make you fucking buy a new car. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like because now, I mean, I have a, my car is like a '98. It's got two hundred forty thousand miles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I probably need a new car. Well, next one, guess what? It better have a Wi-Fi. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Right. Why not? Yeah. What? Why? I know. Why doesn't it already? Why doesn't? But it's also can't I have that done post? Can't I have that like added to my car right now? I would like to have that added to my car right now. You must be able to. There must be someone that's like, buy this thing and hook it into your car. There must be. There's got to be. Right? There's got to be. <laughs> Some, right now somebody's driving going, oh, you fucking idiots. Of course. Yeah, yeah there's like, a... No, no. It's got no. a name, you know. No. I want to go back to the podcast thing because I think it's just so intriguing. The thing for me is this. So your podcast is called... Comedy Film Nerds. Great. And you have had how many episodes? We've done... 
350 some episodes. Mm-hmm. And you're produ- you're you're distributed by Well, we just put it through Libsyn and that goes into iTunes, but then it's also through, you know, you can get it through Spreaker. I, I do for I do I load it up through Libsyn yeah. and then it goes to iTunes, but I have no production company. You know oh, no, I mean? we like don't either. That, we, I mean, yeah. we're on ATC, All Things Comedy, but we we record it in my co-host Chris Mancini's garage. Right. And we just, and just do it. I right. do it on my laptop. So here's my question. You, How many, well, let's just go. You have three, three and a quarter. <laughs> you have, uh, you have three, three and, and change. Have, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three and change. I love it. Like, I had an Oldsmobile, a deuce and a quarter. <laughs> 225. An old deuce and a quarter. I had a deuce and a quarter. You turn the back. Hey. Um, I love that accent. I love doing that accent. It's <laughs> my favorite I sugar. I was telling a friend, they're like, you don't, you don't sound like you're from Chicago. I go, well, if I get, if I'm watching a Chicago sports team and they're not playing well, then it comes out. Like the fucking Bears, you're playing like a bunch exactly. of assholes. Like it just, I don't know why. <laughs> like, exactly. But you're also, I mean, you have 11 years prior to even going to Chicago, where you got you Wisconsin. Got you, got, you got Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, Laura and I, my girlfriend uh, who produces this with me, she uh, she and I have been watching Fargo on FX. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you watched it? No, I have not. Okay, so it takes place in uh, uh, Bemidji. Minnesota. Nice. So I'm watching people and I'm going, I'm not buying a fucking word you're saying. Not because they don't have the accent, but because they're trying too hard. Right. Well, you know, we're going to go over to place, March. You're going to come over to things. See, right. the stuff with me are going to get just. I'm going, that's not you. You're trying too hard. Right. Pull it the fuck down because I'm not buying a fucking thing that you're yeah. saying. When the first movie, when the movie Fargo came out, mm-hmm. I had been living in LA maybe a year or so. And they did it great, I thought, in that oh, film. It was great. Spot on. Right. People in my acting class here in L.A. were like, what? Do people talk like that? I was like, yes! I go... Where are they fucking from? I know, exactly. I'm like, what the fuck, Florida? Like, where are you exactly? From? And if you're from Florida, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Don't they come down to your state all the time? They fucking snowbirds? Like, where are you... <laughs> and also, like, for, I guess one of the things that you do, when you're from Chicago, where... You have, there's a south side way of talking yeah. and there's a north side way of talking. I'm a north side. So, a north side way of talking. And then you go, you know, we're going to go over to, um, we're not heading up to Door County. So, you're going to get in your car and that's when you start hearing the the mid, the the Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Minnesota thing. And then you go up to Minnesota and then suddenly you're, you're, you're going to, you're about to be, you're going to, you're going to be bean and sorry because yeah. you're going to Canada up yeah, there yeah, and you watch this whole fucking thing uh-huh. as opposed to the south and you watch the crackers talk and, right. and you're seeing how somebody from Baltimore says hun and all that shit is starting to move up and you go how the fuck does that work out how could you be so stupid I'm going to throttle some people when it comes to like is that the way people talk it's like get the fuck out of where here where have you been where have you been like where where have you been? Where have you been? That's really a good question. And the question really is, where haven't you been? Where haven't you been? Probably everywhere. Now you, so, uh, being on the road, because last year I was on the road 210 days. What were you doing on the road? I travel around the world, I could say that, teaching improvisation, my way of improv. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, it's just more like a theatrical kind of Buddhism thing, but you know, you know it, it, it's really grounded. It's really grounded. It's really like about being in the moment. I don't care about being funny. It's always funny, but let's not make it funny. So I do that, and I direct, and I act uh, all around the world, and I do all my own gigs. I get my own jobs. Uh, I don't have a manager. I don't have an agent. I'm not doing the bullshit here in LA. Not the bullshit. I I think I, it's not for me. It's just not for me. Um, so traveling around, I love being on the road, and uh, and it's gonna be. I'm gonna get tired of it one at one moment, but in the meantime, no. You know, I've been on the road a lot, and I. Well, you've been on the road a lot, a lot, <laughs> for a year, for a long time. Right. And there's a lot about it that's great. I've started to get a little. I, I start. I was starting to get a little burnt out by it, which is why. I put so much time into the whole podcasting and like the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. So, but there are some amazing parts about it. I have to always acknowledge like- Being on the road. Being on the, the good thing. Like next week, I'm going to go work at Zany's in Chicago. Lovely. My niece is pitching. She's a pitcher. She's a sophomore pitching for the varsity at my former high school, Evanston Township High School. Mm-hmm. ETHS. Yeah. So I'm going to go watch my niece pitch at my high school. 
And I've seen so many relatives, friends, like people like, when am I really going to go to Raleigh, North Carolina to see my cousin just get on a plane? No, no. not these days. No, I'm not. No. But I got a gig there. I get to see her. I get to see my college. I get to see a high school friend, a college roommate. I get to see all these people. And I mean, yeah, you know this. Sometimes you're sitting in a hotel or at your, you're in a rental car shuttle and you're just like, I'm going to hang myself. Like, I'm going to kill everybody. This, this, For me, gonna, I'm going to kill everybody. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, shut up. Shut, shut up. up. Just <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. You. Do you know how annoying? Now, these are my top five things. I'm just going to, I haven't even thought about them, so I'm throwing them together now. Like, have you ever heard yourself talk? Yeah. <laughs> That's one. All right. Have you ever heard yourself talk? Do you know how loud you are? Um, and 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 look in the mirror next time you eat food. Next time you're eating food, watch yourself eating food. Okay. And here's another thing: don't order milk with any meal ever. Ever. I don't ever want to see anybody having a glass of fucking milk. That's another one. Just just another one that would just bug the shit out of me. Oh oh, here's another thing: if you smoke, if you're a smoker. You should have to, they should give you, when you get on an airplane or a bus or a train, they should give you a bunny suit so I don't have to smell your clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so down with that. And you know what? Your your fake uh, service animal vest, go go fuck yourself. Oh, go, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. Fuck oh yourself my hard. God. Hard go fuck oh, yourself. Oh my God. I'm so, like yesterday, uh, well, Laura and I are at Pavilions right over here, mm -hmm. and a guy's coming in. Oh, wait. No, I'm going to back up. I was just in, uh, I was just in Reagan Airport in DC. And I'm standing there, and this woman has, this is exactly, it's better yet. She's got this fucking dog that I hear barking at the airport. Sir. Not a dog park, not a fucking dog park. And service animals don't bark. If That's they're trained, motherfucker, right. you fake right. vest right. asshole. Right. Here's another thing, fuck this lady. So I'm over there, and I'm, and I'm like, because it's, I'm at gate 38, and it goes 37, 39, 40, 41, 42. I'm like, where the fuck is gate 38? So I will go looking for gate 38. Her dog is like pulling her on a leash that has a vest that says service dog vest. And then he starts barking and then it fucking jumps on me. And I'm like, and then she starts laughing and I just wanted to go, what the fuck is wrong with you? They've been, no, I'm sorry. Dog owners and, 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 I, and I have a dog. I mean, I have had a dog. Sure. I've had a dog. Sure. Right. Yeah, but that's right the around. thing, you know, yeah. because, oh, oh, you hate dogs. No. Okay, fine. My mom lives on a dog. My mom's on a farm, has a dog, had a border collie, uh -huh. loved it. Uh-huh. Loved it. Right. Uh, dog owners have now become the new smokers in terms of they just force their thing. Remember when you could legally smoke anywhere? Oh, yeah, I did. Right? And so you had to... Then I'm getting all of that, and now dog owners just assume everybody loves dogs and wants them to jump on them. Right. It's like I had a woman in a goddamn plane, so I'm eating food, and she had a fake service vest, and the dog took a shit on the floor, and I was like, God damn it! I was like, okay, and I said to the flight attendant, I go, you guys need to start cracking down. That's what I thought too. I feel the same fucking way. Crack down. It's got to be. I want a tag. I want an international tag. I want an international. Why not? Why not? Fucking universal tag. The universe gives you a tag. You've got to send your dog through some kind of training program, and your dog gets a tag. So if I want to go, is that a real? Yeah, it's got the tag. Yeah. Yes. I'm at, again, Pavilions, because i got to tell you, Graham, I love grocery stores. I fucking love them. I love them. It's weird. I just love them. Um, so they are kind of great. They're really kind of great because it's like the same thing with a with a, with a with uh, 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 an office supply store or, oh, or, a, yeah. uh, or, or a hardware store where you're looking around going, what can I make here? Yeah. I can make something here. Oh. So I'm at Pavilions and this woman has a dog and I'm like, it's not okay. It's fucking not okay. She's got a dog in produce and I'm going and I've said and I'm thinking I've had it I've had it right. and I said hey um, no dogs allowed in this in this place and she goes uh, um, it's a service dog I'm like really yeah you know what I've never seen the new tag that they give the service dogs I've seen the old tags that they give the service dog I'm lying right and she's like oh no oh do you have a dog and I'm going fuck you you just change the subject because you nah, nah, nah. Right. And, and she and I watched her lie her fucking way out of it and we, there was a break in the conversation and she darted to the fucking door yeah yesterday we're in we're at the, again the, the, 
this guy has this ugly little fucking yarpy rat dog and uh, in pavilions at the vegetable fruit and vegetable and a woman comes up and goes oh can I pet your dog I'm like no don't pet his fucking dog no. it's not a fucking service dog it's and it's like the, the what's bothering me the insti- the organ institutions need to crack the fuck down that's the what that's the, the, the and I have go ahead they, they know the airlines the grocery stores need to go no I was so proud of the city of Santa Monica because they have a farmers market and in the farmer's market, like a lot of them, there's stands where they're making omelets and, and, and they, people are just letting these dogs run around and jump. It's like, you don't have a dog in a, in a restaurant, Mm-mm. in a kitchen. Mm-mm. And so they put signs up and they start, and people that were doing the fake services. So now there's a sign in a security guard that says, unless you have an ADA approved and we will check your paperwork, and fuck you. Right. They all tie him up. And right. one buddy of mine goes, I go, dude, you can't. And he's like, oh, I'll just say it's a service. And I go, no, don't. You're going to do get, don't, don't you're gonna do get a ticket. And he goes, I go, just tie it up. He goes, would you tie up a child? I go, no, because a child and a dog are goddamn different. That's like, it. Stop. Your, th- your dog's not your child. Right. Your dog's not your child. Here's another thing. Your dog's not your child. And here's another thing. Stop calling your dog your child. Yeah. And stop calling your, my dog, my child. And stop yeah. calling me the daddy of my dog. I'm not the daddy. Do I look like a fucking dog to you? Yeah. Yeah. Did a dog come out of my wife's vagina? Like, exactly. what are you talking about? Exactly. You fucking weirdo. And if a dog came out of my wife's vagina, well, first off, if I had a wife. And second <laughs> off, if a dog came out of her vagina, god damn it, that would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be a little scared. Oh, I'd come little... on. Like, the moment you go, what's happening here? What is happening here? There's a dog coming out of my wife's vagina. And what if it was, she wasn't even pregnant? It was just, she was lying there. And there was just a dog living in there? Or I don't know. I would I think mean, alien demon thing. That's where I would go. You know, it doesn't, you don't know what you're going to think. You don't know what you're going to think. <laughs> you have no idea what's going to happen to you the moment you're going, what is happening? What the fuck is happening? Have you I, I know I'm supposed to say yes and here, Dave, no. but I got to say no. no. I get it. I, I got to say I get it. My world is very different than a lot of people's worlds. My world is like... Um, uh, I'm going to ask a question, and I don't mean to lead the witness, but uh, sometimes this happens. Um, and what I mean is lead the witness is for you to tell a story so I can tell a story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have you ever been in a situation where you looked at it and it rocked your world for a moment where you thought, there's magic? And what I mean by that is you, it's sort of like seeing a mirage. Mm-hmm. Or it's sort of like saying, I swear to God I thought that was happening. And that wasn't happening. Do you understand what I mean? Kinda. Tell your story, and I'll see if okay, I have. Okay, tell my story. Yeah. Okay. And I'll see right. if I have a, okay. a similar. Okay. Good. So I was in. Sec- I was directing Second City, Detroit, and what a fucking cast that was. Just by the way, I'm gonna name drop because what the fuck? Keegan Michael Key, um, uh, Mary Beth Monroe, uh, Mark Wazeka, who runs Second City out here. Um, God damn it. God damn it. I shouldn't have done this. And it was Cherry Jones and. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm just having a brain fart. Doesn't matter. It's I'm married. It's my wife's my wife and my anniversary. I'm directing this show, and I'm in Detroit, and she's in LA. You know. Um, so uh, uh, we, I say, you know what? I don't want to be alone on my birth on the wedding anniversary. And I said, can we go out and we'll all celebrate? And they're like, great. And they're really lovely people. Uh, just a great cast. And um, uh, we go, I, they say, we'll go to this one bar. I'm like, okay, we'll go to this one bar. And then we decide, you know what? And then I said, you know what? I don't like that bar. I want to go to another bar. So we go to a different bar. And so originally where we were going to go, we weren't there. And now we're going to this other place. And it's like, it was a sudden shift in, 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 in plans. So we, so we go to this other place and I'm standing around talking. And this homeless lady walks in. She has fucking shock of red hair. She's got a ratty fucking suit, uh, uh, sheet, bed sheet on, and she beelines over to me. And I'm like, why the fucking crazies always come to me? Why the fuck do the crazies always come to me? Why do the crazies always come to me? So she comes to me and she goes, hey, 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 it's a special day. I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking special day. You got your friends around. Yeah. This is your friend. These are your friends? Yeah, they're my friends. They're my friends. Can, can I talk to you later? I really want to spend time with my friends. Like, yeah, it's good to have friends. Like, yeah, it's good to have friends. And, and, and the cast is looking going, Dave is always being friendly to people and what the fuck. And they're like, Can, you know, but they're, they're really good about the whole thing. And they go, and the lady goes, huh, well, you got a wedding anniversary today. I'm like, 
what the fuck? It's like, uh, yeah, I got a wedding anniversary today. Like, yeah. Do you think Katie misses you? And suddenly, oh! I'm going, what is happening? And every, and the cast is looking around saying, then they all step forward like, what the fuck is going on? And then she said, I hope your dogs are okay. And I'm like, we had two dogs. I'm going, what, what? And then she takes off her, takes off this ugly sheet and she's wearing a Superman costume underneath it. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> What? And then she talks about my family. She mentions my dad and his wife and my mom. And I'm going, who the fuck are you? And I'm thinking, how this is, how does somebody know all this stuff that I don't know and none of these people know? And the thing is, if we originally went to that first bar, I'd go, somebody set it up. But we changed it immediately. Right. And she starts talking and then she reads this poem. And it was, it was like a message from Katie. And then I'm, I'm crying because I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then I look over at Keegan and he starts laughing. He used to work for a scene telegram company and he set up the whole fucking thing. <laughs> but for a moment, I believed in magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I. Oh man, I would want that. I would. It's funny when you told me that that Keegan set it up. I was all. I was a little disappointed because I wanted to believe in it too. I wanted to believe that there's this clairvoyant Superman costume underoo wearing homeless person in Detroit that just fucking died. Like we want. We want to believe in that type. of Absolutely. Magic. I have. I have some moments that actually I can't explain. Mm -hmm. Several. One is, so going back to my mom had this border collie, this dog Casey, that was an awesome dog. And they took it to obedience school. Another issue I have with dog owners, spend the fucking 200 bucks on the goddamn obedience school and then we all have a better life. And Every, your dog doesn't jump up on an old lady. Yeah, everyone's happy. Right. Everyone's happy. You're happy. You're not running around going, oh, biscuit, biscuit, biscuit. You just fucking, mm -hmm. dog sits. Here's another thing. Stop naming dogs after food. <laughs> yeah. Amy Sedaris would always have characters that were they're just named after, named after alcohol. Come here, Rami. <laughs> Gin. Ginger. Gin. Anyway, you go. So, um, I, I really, I really loved that dog. It was an awesome. The Border Collie. The Border Collie. And my mom got it when I was like a, freshman in college and so I knew that dog all through my 20s and it passed away a couple months before 9-11 mm -hmm. and it was old it was 15 16 it was done yeah it was done um and 9-11 uh, like a, a lot of people I really bothered me I was having a hard I was like what and, I, and and also I was doing that thing that I think a lot of people did I was like, what am I doing with my life? Right. What am I fucking telling showbiz? I was hosting, I hosted some cable game shows. I was like, right. what am I doing? Like, I need to join the fire department or something. Right. And was just really, really torn up about it. Um, and I woke up kind of in the early morning, like that pre-dawn light, that pre-dawn glow. And there was Casey and Casey was glowing and it wasn't a dream. Like... I know I know what a dream is. I've had, you know, we've all had crazy shit happen in dreams and it could be because you ate late in the day or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Doesn't matter if the wine doesn't matter. Right. The dog was it like a it was like a vision. I swear to god. And the dog was talking, mouth wasn't moving like some dumb TV commercial where they computer animated the dog going, "This tastes great." But <laughs> but it was it was speaking to me like I could hear its thoughts, mm -hmm. I guess. And, sure. and and Casey was just going, "Graham, it's going to be okay." You're going to be all right. You're going to find a way out. It's going to be okay. Right. And then I started volunteering for the American Red Cross and, and took a path doing a lot of that. And then I started doing USO shows and war zones. Right. And, and I don't have an explanation for that. I know it was different than a dream. Because in dreams, you, whatever. People say crazy shit in dreams. Right. And does it mean something or not? Or I, The interesting thing to me is... 
that you surrender the need to have an explanation for it and just uh, and just engage in the message. Yeah. Because when you're talking about it, I'm thinking, okay, so I had a dog that I loved that lived here for a bit, and we, Katie and I split, shared custody. And when we put Boyd down, um, I would be walking through here and feel him here, even though he wasn't here. Right. And the reason being, well, one of the reasons being, the reason for me is this. Um, we're getting we're getting spiritual here, but the physical representation of that thing that you love is merely the costume that it wears underneath it. Because when did were you there when you, when you put the border collie down? No, because my mom lived up in Oregon, so I wasn't. Okay, there. so did you ever see an animal being put down? No. Okay, this is what happens when you see an animal being put down. You you bring the dog over to the vet, and and for me it was it wasn't Boyd because Katie wanted to put Boyd down without me, so it was. We had another dog, Shira, and it was Katie was out of town, so it was uh, me and my friend uh, Tamara Bick putting Shira down. And you look at the dog, and the dog is there at, at the vet, and it's dark, and there's maybe a little music playing, you know, really kind of cool little music. And the vet is just so lovely because she's a midwife to you know the place right now. That's right. what she does. She's a midwife to a different to the transition to your transformation. Midwife to transformation to the transformation. So all your transformation. So she says, take a look at the dog. Hold on, the dog. Tell me when you're ready. And then you come out, you say hello, you say goodbye to the dog, and you bring her in, and then she gives the injection, and then you watch the dog go. Right. And then you turn to your friend, and you hug your friend, you cry, you close your eyes, whatever it is, and then you look back at that thing, and you go, that's not my dog. Because it doesn't look like your dog anymore. Right. Because what was your dog ain't in it anymore. The life of it or whatever. The spirit yeah, of it. Yeah, You know? The spirit of it. Mm-hmm. That's not... That, that's not your dog. That's just what your dog wore. Right. So, for me, if you want to go logically, what the fuck, you know, how come you were able to see that dog? What was the dog's name? Casey. Casey. So, logically, if you want to... Logic? Who the fuck gives a shit about logic? Because really, at the end of the day, I'm not here for you to tell me what... how math works. <laughs> You know what I mean? And honestly, like, I, I, I think it was, I think, I think I'm quoting Joe Rogan when I say this. He goes, anytime you're getting too serious, remember, we're talking monkeys on, a, on an organic spaceship floating through space. And, and it's really hard for fucking people to realize that. All that we've done is we've figured out how to dress up nice and how to remind ourselves of who it is that we are and where we fucking parked our car. And yeah. that's all that fucking matters. And we figured out how to measure things that are kind of hard to measure. Like what? Time. Right. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing about time. Time, if you really want to get to it, I, you know, I don't know that I have the time to, but time is, what the fuck is time? Just right. one day somebody went, oh, here's the thing about that. I Like, who got together with who to go, this is how we measure time. They go, wait a minute. This is how we measure time. And then at one, one yeah. point, maybe they're like, fuck you. You know Jim? He measures times in Arco's. Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck that is. We do ours. It's like, you know, so at one point, right. it was the difference between VHS and beta right. of how you measure time. And it's just a way an agreed upon thing. That's it. And who the fuck agreed upon that? It's like currency. Right. Think about currency. If everyone suddenly agreed that it didn't matter, it wouldn't. Right. And here's another thing. What? Look Look at your... And, and it has happened in our lifetime. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Where you go, the euro has taken over from the, the franc. Right. Where one time there was a franc. And then one day, that franc is, is like, I am going to buy a car with this franc. And they yeah. went, great. And the next day, I'm going to buy a car with this franc. Oh, the dude. The fuck you are. I was in... I've done comedy tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I've... At the at the flea markets, they're selling you bundles of old currency. Like in Afghanistan, it's the Taliban's on it with swords. That's gone. Anything with Saddam on it means nothing now. <laughs> You're just like, wow. I mean, Nixon took us off the, the gold standard in the 70s, so our currency literally has no value. There's nothing behind it There's other no- than the full f- faith and trust of the American <laughs> Treasury or whatever sure, the fuck that is. Yeah, let's trust those oh guys. Oh, my God. I would just want to say also, and I don't know if it was your name or somebody else, your moniker, but I love Afghanistan. Oh, that's my documentary, yeah. I, it's a fucking great word. Did you come up with that? Yeah, I was just telling jokes, and we just were like, what do we call it? Was, it was Tim Bennett, and we were like, what do we call this movie? And 
one of us, it might have been Tim, I don't remember, goes, oh, how about Afghanistan? We Afghanistan, like, come like, the fuck on. We were like, that's it, let's do it. Oh my God. And then we posted, you know, clips from it, and then we posted the movie online, and then um, found out after we put them, then there was some comedy troupe called themselves Afghanistan, but I don't think they realized my movie had been made, and I was like... I don't care. Right. Call yourself. I think that's a great sketch comedy troupe. It really is. <laughs> I, how many? I my my one joke sketch comedy troupe name is Hans, Hans Christian Yes Anderson, <laughs> which is the worst of all. Like fucking don't name yourself that. Hey kids, don't name yourself that. Don't. Here's an idea. Here's a good way to start. Start by don't doing that. <laughs> I want to like have a list of what you don't start doing. Uh, and maybe I'll help them, and maybe I won't. Um, Tim's movie. Uh, what was the name? What's the name of his movie? Oh, he's got a new film out that he that he wrote the script for. Um, God, I forget. I know. It just it, I was really excited to talk with you about it, and now oh, it's so horrible. I'm gonna stall while you re- while you try to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> while you go to your remembering machine. Um, I want to just just keep looking, and I'm gonna keep talking. Um, the uh, that that thing that we did, the uh, second sitting naked news. Mm-hmm. When I look at all the people that fucking came out of that thing, it's insane. It's fucking crazy. Scott Aukerman right. came out of there. Right. Uh, B J Porter, uh, Chris Mancini, uh, who, who, uh, Dwyer, uh, Bill, Bill Bill Dwyer, Bill Dwyer, Dwyer. right? Yeah, Bill Dwyer. Um, like these fucking great. Comedians yeah. and writers and producers and all that shit. And to go, this is... And we had no idea. Come on, man. And there was a quote that I read that you had online. And I got to say, it's one of these things. There's, you, you were talking about being famous. Like the idea of, oh, it was your blog report that you do annually. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love how you say, it's my annual blog. blog my <laughs> annual blog report. And you go... Tim Bennett's movie by the name is Temps. Temps, right. Yeah, Temps. and it's done quite well. Temps, really, really It's well. in doing really. great in, in its number one romantic comedies in iTunes. Shut the fuck He's, up. It's, I'm well, so glad. It's the best. I'm so glad. And, to, and, to, and, you know, Tim was over there, and we have these ideas, and then we do them. Yeah. And, that, and we have these ideas, and then we do them. And some people have these ideas, and they don't do them. Right. Uh, and there's, there's no difference in the DNA between those two people other than having a group of people together and you go, let's do this. And someone going, okay, let's do that. Yeah. And to be ready for it. And then to fucking do it. It is the thing that I do love about living in Los Angeles in terms of, I'm not doing a lot of traditional media stuff. I'm not, like you say, I'm not auditioning and I'm doing, hustling my own stuff. But I love being in a town where there's, everyone here is like a go-getter for the most part. Right. That when you go, hey, what do you think we do this? You can find a half a dozen people that'll go, yeah, yeah, fuck, let's oh, do it. Fuck, right? I'm in. Let's go. Right. I'm in. Let's go. Like, and and traveling around other parts of the country, which there's really cool aspects of other parts of the country. Sometimes though, you hear those like, oh, that won't, or how can you? Like people just. What do you mean? Say, I don't know what that what those guys well, are saying. I'm so I'm. I hear little tidbits of it, like I'll be doing after a show, and I'm talking to the fans after a show, and they're like, "So where, where do you live?" I go, oh, "I live in Los Angeles." And I've oh. heard people say, "Oh, I wish I could live there," and I'm like, "It ain't the fucking Soviet Union, dude." Like, but move. but there's so many. But how many people do you know? And where where you say, where you tell them what you do, and they go, "God, I wish I could do that," and you want to say, "Then do that and do it." Like, I, it's that that thing is so, and not I I get everyone doesn't you got to have a certain type of makeup to want to be a performer a comedian or whatever i get that not everyone has that but there has whatever there's got to be something that you i've always wanted to fucking do it how can you be now let's just say this let's because i just want to talk about people in the united states or north america we'll just say north america uh because we are granted we aren't starving right you know so i would imagine that anybody that said i want to do this what I really, I'm doing, I'm doing this, but what I really want to do is this. That, I want to do, I'm doing A, but what I really want to do is B. And then, I, then we get to say, then do B. Do it. Well, do it. What's stopping you from doing yeah, B? Yeah, but it's hard. Okay. And here's another thing. I'm watching you get excited talking about what the fuck your projects are. And so at one time, to crack it is hard. To go, that first part is hard. But the moment that you crack it, you realize, wait a minute. 
it's not that I cracked it, it's that I shattered it, and now I'm able to look at all the fucking yeah. pieces and to go, you know what, I thought it was going to be stage left, but it's now stage right, that thing that I'm looking for and wanting to do. Well, the thing, I like, I mean, just th- this is why I love this medium of podcasting. So I've known you for a long time. I haven't seen you in forever. Right. And we get to come here and catch up. I didn't know you're traveling around the world teaching classes and shit. That's fucking awesome. I know, like, right? Like the, You took these these this skill set that you developed a long time ago and went okay how do i how can i mean i can sit in la and audition and do okay or right maybe i find these other things that i actually really want to do and the thing is that in order for me to do, to in order for me to do what it is that i'm doing right now i had to be essentially fired from a job right and to go that job needed to run its course However way it was, because I could have said, you know what I really want to do is I want to travel around the world. But until the opportunity, until the opportunity came slamming in front of me, I wasn't going to do it because I had a nine to five job. It wasn't nine to five, but you know, I was the artistic director of Second City. I was working in Hollywood. I was dealing with a lot of people and a lot of things, and I really loved the job. But it was. But what happened one day was I was thinking to myself, like, I really, I, I want to do something else. Right. And then the universe said, "This, um, clean out your locker." And I went, fuck you, I'm not going to clean up my locker. Yeah. And then my locker, I came one day and my locker was cleaned <laughs> out, you know, symbolically. My locker was cleaned out. And the moment you do that, you go, oh, I could get another locker. Yeah. It's, it's funny, like I just had a similar thing happen to me. So I've been on the road heavy probably the last eight years, like 30, 40 weeks a year. So the last two years, like 14 and 15, it's been... It's starting to be less because I've been putting more money, time, and effort, and in, money, and you said money, and money, <laughs> into into podcasting and the documentary and the, the mm-hmm. festival and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot about the, I love doing the shows on the road, but all the other stuff is starting to wear on me. You know, the shuttle buses and the hotels and right. all that stuff. Um, because I love living in Southern California. So on Monday last week, I found out that Earbuds, the podcasting documentary, got into this major festival. It was a huge deal. And um, for a lot of reasons, and one of our producers is like, Graham, this will, you know, you need to experience, because I've, you know, I did the Afghanistan and some short films, but I never made the rounds to big festivals as a director. And there's just a different vibe to that. And you get more respect. So like comedians, you know, are so often, as Woody Allen said, we're always at the kids' table. Right. Like, right. that's great. Do your little clown and... Well, I saw you, I, there was a photograph that you had, and I don't remember where it was, but you looked really lost. <laughs> I, what was it? It was a picture and you said, I really look lost up here. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, I see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so I found that on a Monday that we got into this big festival, which was awesome news. Then Tuesday I go to work to headline the Vegas Improv at Harris. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Headlining Vegas. It's a huge thing. It's awesome. It's a big accomplishment. Um, I've been headlining there for about three years. And they tell me the Improv is closing. I saw that. I saw a, a, a yeah. tweet that somebody sent you. And I was yeah. I was like, wow, I've been working this club for 19 years. And it, you know, it's only two, three weeks a year, but it's been that steady I, in I our totally business. I totally hear you, That's steady work, yeah. man. Yeah. And I finally am headlining and, and I'm like, holy shit. And I didn't know, I was kind of sad and didn't know what to feel, but was also kind of what you said. The universe is like... Here we go. Hey, go, dude, it's time to go. You've been talking about this and moving and lining all this shit up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the next day I was spoke was speaking on this panel at the, at the National Associated Broadcasting. That's what it was. That was that photo. That was and, I, and I made yeah. a joke because I, I was Where was that? That was in Vegas at mm-hmm. the Digital LA puts this. And it was a panel about how to make money in podcasting. Right. And they asked me to be on it because... Right. And I'm realizing... Are you making money podcasting? Starting to. Uh-huh. Not, I can't, it's not full-time salary. Right, got it. But it's... How oh, fucking awesome. It's, oh my god! Right, it's great, right. and so, and I've and I've and I meet this guy there um, who does this podcast called Unmarketing, and he he makes a lot of money as a as a keynote speaker, and I've had him and and several other people go, Graham, you crowdfunded a festival, a documentary, like you've done all this digital stuff, you've created this own world, um, you should. Be through speaking, and I was like, "Huh?" And I've, I've been thinking about it, and they're like, "And so, you know." And I had a long conversation with this guy today, and it's basically he's like, "It's the difference between being a stand-up comic and then doing a one-man show." 
which to me is appealing in the sense that it doesn't stand up clubs. It's joke, 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 man. You better fire them off. If there's if there's anything that's quiet, it better just be the setup, you know, like because you got to sell jokes and drinks. I mean, that's you know this. Right. So, and I'm sort of seeing it laid out in the week. The world, the the new media and the podcasting and the crowdfunding and the do it yourself that is going in an upward trajectory. What the, the do it yourself? What does that mean? Meaning. This. Did you have to pitch this show to somebody? Right. Got it. Right. Right? Got it. Right. You plugged the right. mic. We're in your fucking living room and right. you plugged the microphone into right. your thing. Like, yeah. I love this world. Yeah. You know, do I have to go, is the studio going to give me money for a documentary? Who gives a shit? Kickstarter did. Right. <laughs> right. You know? Right. And I'm seeing this, like, the old business model of, of, of working comedy clubs and, hey, man, I hope there's still work in Vegas. I'll take it. I need the work. I need to keep the lights on until the movie starts making money. But I got to see sort of these two worlds right next to each other. Right. You were at there you were at a threshold. Yeah. You were in the threshold. There's a there's a there's a phrase an acting phrase that that, that I became familiar with a couple of years ago. It's that liminal space. And the liminal space is exactly what you're talking about where you're going, "Wait a minute. I am at the median in between the the street going north and the street going south, and what the fuck is that?" It's scary. It's scary. Because you've always been on the street going north. Right. Right. And then one day you go, what's on the other side of the street? What the fuck is that? And then you step in, you step on off the curb and you're in liminal land. Yeah. And to be aware that your being in liminal land isn't cause for anxiety. Because the feeling that you get in liminal land is just the feeling that you get in liminal land. What I mean by that is this. Um... I got a phone call a couple of years, a few years ago, saying my uncle who lived in Beverlywood out here wasn't in his house and wasn't returning his phone calls. Will you go to us and see what the fuck has happened? It's my uncle. Of course I'm going to do that. Get in the car. The moment I got in the car and I'm driving, I'm thinking this. I don't know what I'm going to see. I don't know what I'm not going to see. I don't know what is waiting for me. I don't know how to react. All that I know is right now, I don't know. And the feeling of I don't know is a feeling. Yeah. And it's not what if he's, or what if he's, or what if he's, or what if he's. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that feeling that you had where you go, the DI, the DIY part of it all where you go, it's scary. Well, yeah, it's scary. But if you're going to waste shit out going, I'm drowning, or it's scary to do something new, what's it going to be? Because both of them are about being fully and wholly alive. Well, I love what you said about the, I don't know is a feeling. I think we kind of forget that. I can. I can forget. I, I was like, I don't know. I know I need to have a definitive feeling. I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm doing this. But I don't know is its own feeling. It's its own moment. And it's okay. And it's okay because it's part of being alive. Yeah. So this is uh, Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith who runs the Agape Spiritual Center in Culver City. He has this great thing. He said, and I'm, I think I mentioned it before on the podcast, it's we're born knowing everything. It's just the answers are given on a need-to-know basis. And I think about that just in terms of improvisation where you go, if you're going to worry about what's happening next, you've just lost the moment. Yeah. And, and, and you've taken yourself out of that thing of going, what's this feeling that I have right now? And there's also never been a situation where you go, and Tina, he said that to me, and I didn't know what to do, and then I disappeared. Like, that's not what happens. You always know what the fuck to do the moment that you need to know what the fuck to right. do. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think that's what's so kind of exciting is that, you know, it's like, like so you went on. In, in one way, what you did is kind of a life change. But in another way, it isn't. It's just another form of what you've been doing. Exactly. Which is what podcasting is. This is fucking talk radio from a thousand years ago. Absolutely. But we're just delivering it, it to a phone in a car. Right. <laughs> it's really this. It's also because you and I, I've got, uh, you know, you're telling me about your, you're telling me about everything that you're doing and you're included in that is your documentary, mm -hmm. your buds, like that, which is just a great name, title for a, a, a documentary of what you're doing. So you're telling me about that, but you're telling me that not in a way to promote it, just to show me What's Graham doing these right. days? You know what I mean? Because if you're going to tell me about you were thinking about the trajectory and you're thinking about the money and the good surroundings and what you had, who you met, and all those mm -hmm. people, none of that shit fucking matters to me. What matters to me is this: Does this sound like someone is overhearing a conversation between two old friends? Right. That's what podcasting is. That's why going back to the Obama thing, I was like, holy shit! I feel like I'm sitting there 
having coffee with the president. Right. And, and like, that's what was so amazing. And here's another thing. You're having coffee with the president with your old friend, Mark Maron. Right, exactly. Who you may or may not know. Yeah. You know? And for me, I feel like, that's my old friend, Mark Maron, who I remember talking about him, talking about his girlfriend, and yeah. talking about this other girlfriend, and talking about the cat scooter, or whatever it was, and like saying, like, all that shit, and going, oh, I fucking can't, and like, and now he's talking to the president. My old friend. Right. Who I don't know. I know. It's, it's, uh... Have you it, been on that show? Yes. Several so years you ago. know what the garage looks like. I've, I've literally went, I've been in that garage. Right. And for the documentary, we got the audio from it, and the White House sent us photos. <sighs> and I was like, I've sat in that chair. Right. Here's another thing, and you were on this too, is um, Paul Gilmartin's podcast. Oh, yeah, Mental Illness Happy Hour. Fucking A, man. That is, if, if anybody hasn't heard that... You got to hear it. You fucking got to hear it because it is raw. And Paul, uh, who pretty much has had, Paul was in my, in my classes at Second City, but to watch him suddenly realize, and he was on my podcast too, to realize that's what he was, that's what, he's doing a fucking service, man. And the service is this. We're all human. We're all going through these things. And we're all, we're all, flawed in that we're human and so we're actually perfect in that we're human because humans are flawed and I I love his fucking show and some and it's the most difficult one to listen it's one of the top five most difficult ones to listen to well the thing it, it's one of the many did you have him did you talk to him in your documentary he, he's a big part of the documentary love because it. we I knew I was going to interview him for the doc but then I didn't realize we had a lot of we set up a lot of interviews like hey come by Nerd Melt, come by the improv, you uh -huh. know, Zanies in Chicago and Carolyn, we, clubs all over the country. Just come fans, you know, from 12 to 4, come by and we're interviewing Not you. the ages 12 to 4. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Young children, talk about really adult shit. Um, uh, come, but, 12 to yeah. 4. You know, you know, it's a game that you can play with four people, yeah. ages 12 to 4. It's exciting. It's a, it's a fun. You just watch the film. You'll love it. Um, so... People were just coming up and we we're just like, it was very broad, just like, tell us why you love podcasting. And we there was this theme that really came to the surface of suffering from mental illness and your podcast helped me with it. And it really tied in so well with, with Paul Gilmartin. And a lot of people are like, oh, I listened to Paul Gilmartin and that helped me. Right. I was battling depression or whatever. And, you know... It's again, I I sound like a broken record, but it's why I love podcasting. It can be whatever you want. Right. And if a road comic that's hosted a movie show on TBS decides I want to talk about stuff I've gone through and support groups and help people with it. There's somebody to listen to it. Holy shit. And he's helping people. Right. He is helping people. Like, I mean, we can say, look, <clears throat> performing comedy helps people. I've had people say, your comedy got me through a tough time. I just had it. I did a bar gig in Lake Havasu and a guy said, you know, I was I suffer from cancer and I didn't think about it for an hour and a half. That's amazing and right. that's great. An hour and a half. That's great. That's great. That's it's, great. And, and my, you know, my dick jokes <laughs> got him through that. Right. So, but what Gil Martin is doing is is using the medium in the most amazing way. He can talk. I mean, we interviewed a woman in, in Australia who... Uh, and it's in the documentary, she had really severe um, PTSD from a highly abusive relationship. And she was afraid to go outside, she was afraid to interact with people, you know, PTSD, I don't trust anybody, and she would listen to Paul. That, would, that helped her come out of her shell and would listen to comedy podcasts. And it's right. just like, this is unbelievable. Like we are living, this is, this is a revolution. It really is. It really is, and and it's and it's liquid, because it's, it's seeping into fucking everything. And high tide raises all boats, man. Uh, that's the way I look at it too. And here, you know, for me, I have no, I have no. I started this. I started this podcast because a guy named Ian Foley, a, a student of mine, said, "My wife and I really want." You do a podcast. I'm like, nothing to fucking say on a podcast. And like, no, we'll 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 arrange it. And he named it because I would never name it ADD comedy because it's not about that. But it's turned into that where we go. You know, it's kind of ADHD. So we're gonna fucking go all over, go right. all over the place. And the first uh, the first person that we interviewed was Tom Dreesen. 
my first podcast guest was Tom Dreesen. I saw him open for Sinatra at the Chicago Theater in 1993. He opened for Sinatra for 14 years. And he and I, and I had a bunch of questions to ask him, and we didn't get to fucking any of them. <laughs> and then the next podcast was, I don't know, it was Joel Murray. And a bunch of questions for Joel Murray. Fucking never got to him. And what I realized was this. This medium is about both the moderator connecting to somebody that he feels connected to, yeah. or she, connecting to someone that they feel connected to in order for me just to express myself and you and I to have this conversation. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's so interesting you say that because we just had uh, Aisha T- uh, Tyler on our, on our podcast and we also interview her in the movie and she's been, you know, she interviews, she just uh, did Viola uh, Davis and Dave Navarro and she said this great thing about the medium of podcasting and why she, she's got this big TV career and all this and she still does it. She goes, I've had so many big A-list people that are used to doing the slicked up, pre-produced interview, and then they just talk and afterwards go, that was great. They liked it because it wasn't just, well, we're excited about the project and the gaga oh They got this talk, man. I get, I, you know, for me, I don't know how many times people have left here, and I'm sure it's for you, where you go, where you go, uh, and then we're done. And you go, what do you mean we're done? We just started. It's like, no, we've been at it for an hour. <laughs> you know, we've been at it for a fucking hour. And then f- later on, for you know, you're out the door and we're going, well, you got to go now. And it's like, well, I just want to tell you what a great time. It's like, great. I know. Great. We just fucking experienced something. And if you don't think, if you want to do a, if one wants to do a podcast, and you might even be saying this, if you want to do a podcast, here, this, I'm going to tell you right now what everybody, what I have is, I've got a blue, a Yeti blue mic hooked into my iPad, and it fucking sounds great. And when I'm on the road, I have this thing called an iMic that I put into my iPad, and we get into a quiet place or a loud place, and we fucking just talk. Yeah. You can record a podcast on an iPhone if you really want. Right. And, you know? and and here's another thing. If you don't even think that you want to do a, a podcast and you've got an iPhone and you just met somebody cool, fucking put the iPhone iPhone down, turn on memo, voice memo, and you record the fucking conversation yeah. you just had with somebody. Because it's like, if this medium didn't exist, what would be the reason for you and I to sit and talk for an hour? Well, for me to say, come on over. Yeah. <laughs> it's come like, on. what a fucking weird thing that would be. Yeah. You want to just sit in my living room for an hour? I was having, so going back to a guest that we've had, I'm going back to, yesterday I interviewed uh, Bruce Rains, who was the uh, CBS News Bureau Chief for the West Coast for a number of years. His wife is named Dawn Westlake, and she... Uh, it, she is. She's. She's a producer and an auteur and a filmmaker, and I know her. So he's come over, and we. He's not a comedian, right? But he's a fucking interesting human being, and there was funny to it. But one of the things that we said was this: how things have changed. And we're talking about music. And my friend Scott Werner and I, I would, I would, we'd go to high school. I'd take the bike over to his house. We had a new album by Yes. I would go up. We would run upstairs together. We would close the bedroom door. We would lie in his bed and we put this record on and lie in bed together, not in bed together, right. but in bed together, and listen to the new Yes album. Like, when? Why would you? Why would you do that? Yeah. It's like me inviting you over and going, hey, uh, Grandma, why don't you come over? We'll watch some TV, eat some chips, sit on the couch. <laughs> like, I'd be like, I'm not 25, Dave. Like, that would have been oh, great. Is that a 25 yeah. thing? <laughs> oh, my God, you were doing that at 25? I would think 18, 16, <laughs> 13. You're going 25. I'm like, wow. That's, that's my cat. I mean, literally, like, that is something like, let's just hang out. I mean, there would have to be some, like, the Cubs are in the playoffs or I something. There would have come to be some, yeah, yeah. something. As opposed to just come over and have this conversation right. that we are going to record and, you know, whatever, 500 people are going to listen to right. it. And you go, oh, that's great. And not to, and another thing is, is if I think a lot of people do something, a lot of people don't do something because they're looking at a, an expectation and disappointment of what the end result is going to be. Yeah, yeah. And so that's an ego thing. So if you say, um, well, who's going to listen to it? And see, here's the thing. It, nobody. Somebody. Uh, and if you're doing it to make money, here's another thing. Yeah, that's... Don't. If, when I, you know, and I, and I obviously, I talk to a lot of young comics and they're, you know, sometimes they're like, well, kind of, I, should, I feel like I got to do a podcast. I said, you shouldn't feel like you have to do a podcast. You should feel like you want to do one. Right. If you're like, I'm going to do a podcast because I'm going to get a TV show like Mark Maron. Right. Nope. 
No. Mark no. Maron did it out of frustration. And here's another thing. Right. And if you want Mark Maron's life, he's got a lot of fucking frustration that you're going to have to take as well. Yeah. And he also had been a professional comedian for 20 some years. Right. Been on Conan a bunch. Like, he right. wasn't just some, like, nope. open micer. He was an experienced professional comic who had worked a lot in radio. So this was a guy that was very skilled at interviewing. He worked a lot in fucking radio. Yeah. He was doing that that liberal radio, mm-hmm. whatever that was. Yeah. Air America. Yes. Oh, right. He was doing that. And I would listen to him that. And I was like, oh, he's a comedian? I, I, I like his voice. And, you know, his voice and his voice. And I go, whoa. And so... You can't, I go, find the thing you really, the thing I, when I, I love seeing podcasts that are, someone just has a, they love, like these, 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 these two will, uh, women, uh, Julia Prescott and, and Amy Gertz, they emailed me a little while ago about doing a podcast, doing their podcast in the festival and they have a Simpsons podcast. They're just two women that love talking about the Simpsons. Like I, I love shit like that. Like right. Tim and Eric eating snacks. Right. Like, like, just... Tim and Eric eating, they, eating they, snacks. They fucking eat snacks. Right. That's a podcast. Right. There's a podcast, um, Tony, he was a, uh, I've had him on the podcast, Tony Thornton, something like that. Um, ah, um, he does a podcast, I think it's something like a Star Wars podcast, that is a podcast about Star Wars podcasts. <laughs> I fucking love that. That is the seventh degree of nerding. I love, I love that. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a podcast where two guys just talk about Star Trek: The Next Generation episodes. Oh my god, right? There's, but and there's, they're the only two people listening, probably to this. <laughs> but there's also people that are doing things like, uh, oh, oh, if, and, and you want to look at like, well, you look at the YouTube channels. Like right. there's a podcast of YouTube channels. I think of people whose whole fucking YouTube channel, and there's thousands of thousands of people listening to this, is someone unwrapping a sandwich. Yes, yes. The sound of, or someone who just likes the sound of this, which is my most unfavorite sound. Oh god damn it! I hate that sound. But there are people that are going. I fucking love that sound, and it's not a it's not a boner inducing thing. It's just like that gets my heart rate up. What I gotta listen to is some mouth noise. Yeah, mouth, good mouth noise. Had a having a rough day. Listen to the mouth noise. Show. Oh my god! Oh, no, listen to the, oh having a rough day. Listen to the mouth noise show. And the way they just said it was like, eh, yeah, I guess coming up. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, good. Well, let's end there. That was really great, dude. Thank you. I, oh, you're I, thank you for reaching out. I just, I'm so glad. I absolutely love it. It was, it's, it's the coolest part about it. Well, if you have something to say, or if you feel you have something to say, podcasting is a great way to say it. Great way to get all that info out about you. All you have to do is do it. Thank you, Graham Elwood. Look for his documentary Earbuds coming your way. Okay. My workshop comings and goings. May 13th through the 15th, I'll be at Pan Theater's new San Francisco space. May 20th at Side Stage Improv in San Diego. June 6th, I've got two workshops in one day at the Magnet Theater. June 11th and 12th, I'll be in Denver teaching some positive stuff. If you live somewhere, chances are uh, I'll be teaching there. Check out davidrzaski.com. ADD Comedy with Dave Rzaski is produced by Laura Parker and me. Like our show? Give us some love on iTunes, won't you? Send questions and comments to dave at addcomedy.com. Thanks, and we'll hear you in our ears.